Give to Barrett. Cut back over the middle of the 25 to the 20. Breaks a tackle to the 15. Stop, starts 10 5. Touchdown, Lions. Holy mackerel. Throws end zone. It is caught. What a play back there in the back of the end zone by TJ Hawkinson. You're listening to the One Pride Cast. Welcome into the One Pridecast. This is team reporter Danny Rogers, and I am sitting alongside DetroitLions.com writer Mike O'Hara. We are in very comfy seats today, although Mike doesn't look very comfy. I switched the setup on him. We're navigating this. We will have our own podcast studio soon. I lied. However, that's what we're working towards here. But the lights are so bright. My my makeup is running. (laughs) I know. But we're going out to help. Well, I'm going out to L.A., Mike's not, but you got to get ready for the bright lights if you were going out to L.A. Because the Rams are on the clock. We're going to talk about this game. Um, if you say so. That's why I'm here. That's okay. why I got up so early this morning. I know. I mean, first off, I would like to... I would. I want you to go back in the archives. I know. They're very extensive. The archives. The archives are very extensive for you. And I need you to tell me what Matthew Stafford's Achilles heel is so I can go tell the the Lions defense so they can attack it Sunday and that Lions can win well can you play with 12 men <laughs> I don't know the, the way he's playing now I don't in the, in the offense they have the offensive uh, assets they have they're really built for that team now, running backs are good you know they're nothing special wide receiver Cooper Cup he's got 650 some yards seven touchdowns that's more than our Detroit Lions have as a group seven touch, or just I think it's just tied with what the Detroit Are Lions you have. He's he's rolling right now. Yeah. He really is, and it's 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 tough, and he's rolling downhill. And look, the Lions are having they're having problems. They're having problems on both sides of the ball. And so, to say that I have the answer, I don't know if the brain trust of the Detroit Lions have it, the answer one what they're working with. Now they can put out the best game plan in the world, offensively and defensively. It doesn't mean it's going to work. If you're out, you know, if you're outmanned, and I think they are outmanned, mm. but okay. it's not hopeless. I mean, it's not hopeless. It never is. I've seen some amazing things happen to and from the to and 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 for the Detroit Lions over the years. And so, but this is not one of those games where I'd say, well, I feel like it's coming on. I don't feel that. Way. Okay. Yeah. So I think we can agree. Week seven is going to be a tough one. Um, but they. All right, are the emotions actually downplayed in this? You know, you, you keep hearing people say, eh, I haven't really seen a change in Jared Goff. I mean, Matthew Stafford, he, he, they're not really thinking about their former teams. There's a lot of emotion in this, isn't there? Well, I think there would be, but if, if I were going to pick who would be most affected by this one way or the other, mm-hmm. and we, you, you never know, it would be Jared Goff. Interesting. Uh, Matthew Stafford got traded to a place he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. He really did. He went, you know, the day after... The season ended. He went and talked to the ownership here, Sheila, you know, Ford Hamp, and I don't know who else was in on the discussion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the g- general manager here wasn't hadn't been hired yet, neither had the head coach. Correct. But he went right to ownership and, and stated his case. And knowing Matthew Stafford the way he did, I'm sure it was very respectful. Mm-hmm. Something along the lines: Look, I've given you everything I have. We, you're in the midst or the beginning now of a massive rebuilding project, with the new coaches coming in, new staff, and all that, and new new players really. I'd like to go a place where I have a chance to win right now. Right. And, and they accommodated him thinking that they got something back in return, the two first-round draft picks, a third-round pick, and then they got a starting quarterback in the National Football League with two Pro Bowls. We forget about that. I forgot. 
Jared Goff. Thanks for reminding me. He was part of the deal. Yep. Yeah, he, and Michael Rocker is part of the deal. Yeah. It's well, they signed him. You know, he got traded here for a seventh round draft pick, but it was probably part of the plan. Yes. But when you think of Jared, just look at you. Look at his resume there. Been to the playoffs three times in four years. He's been to two Pro Bowls. Played in the Super Bowl. How bad is that? Not bad. <laughs> okay. It's really not bad. Well, when was the last? Who was the last Detroit Lions quarterback to play in a Super Bowl? That's a good one. Hasn't That's been born sad. yet. Yeah. You know, that hasn't happened. Not born yet. You're gonna do that? Well, I don't know about that. You're gonna give us what? Twenty-five more years? They haven't been in the Super Bowl yet. Let me put it that I way. I know. But but they've won but they've won NFL championships and they've had you know in the '90s they were good. The one thing they were lacking was if they had Matthew Stafford. They'd have won a couple of Super Bowls. They really would have. They were that good. They were just blocked at that position. Okay, the way it is. But you know, we've all come down, a lot of us, on, on, on Jared Goff, like he's the reason the Detroit Lions are losing. He's only part of it. He's not all right. of it. So I would think if anybody's going to feel one way or the other, I, 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 I would think there'd be more emotion on Jared Goff's part because of what he left behind and where he is now, as opposed to Matthew who is going exactly where he wanted to go right. in the situation he wants to be in. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into, I mean, let's get into some nitty-gritty stats. I know everyone wants to hear these. Look, folks, this is what the Lions are going up against in, in the Rams. Rams are scoring about 30 points a game. Lions are scoring, you know, about 18. So, for one, the defense is going to have to step up. 30 minus 18 is 12. Yeah. That's that's two touchdowns and just the extra points. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot when there have been no touchdowns scored in the first half for the Lions in about, I think, five games now. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, yeah, total offense is not totally off. Lions averaging about 321 total offense yards a game. L.A. Rams just over 400. However, the crazy stat is about 300 of those are coming from Matthew Stafford in the air every game. Yeah. Like, wow. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And you know what? You're going to get to the defense after this, Do you this want me to get to the defense? Yeah, sure. All right. Because <sighs> I don't have to play against them, so go ahead. Bring them on. I know. I know. Bring it on. I don't have to play against you know, them It's either. like Matthew Let's... Stafford said after they, after they beat the Giants last Sunday at, at a road game in New York. Well, it's in New Jersey. Somebody asked him about uh, about the Rams' defense mm-hmm. and what he knew about it as a playing against it. He said, it's a, joy to, it's a joy to watch. It's terrible to play against. Right. That's They've got playmakers at all three levels. Correct. Gosh. Not just, but good ones, like all pro type. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, okay, I will say this. I will say the, the a happy stat. Third down defense efficiency. Detroit right now ranked 11th in the league with 36%. LA Rams 44%. I do like that. You found a bright spot. I did find a bright spot. Yes. We love bright spots. Um <laughs> Takeaway seven, Detroit ten for LA, so they're pretty neck and neck. However, here's the thing, Lions, go ahead. You gonna get a quarterback sacks? I don't have that on here, so t- please enlighten me. The Rams have 18 sacks. The Lions have. The Lions have the Rams have 18 sacks. Their quarterback has been sacked six times. Wow. It's a pretty big disparity there. Would you like to give us the Detroit stats, please? I would. Yes. Go on. Go. Go for it. Oh, go ahead. I didn't bring that. I just brought that one into it. Okay. Okay. So you're saying it's difficult to get to Matthew Stafford. Right. And they make a habit of getting to your, the other team's quarterback. They really do. But look at the yeah. players they have. You know, Aaron Donald, three-time MVP, defensive MVP of the league. 
Yes. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, the went out and traded uh, with with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. to get one of the best, you know, four or five or six cornerbacks in the league. You know, a couple time All Pro and all that. Uh, Leonard Floyd, outside linebacker. For some reason, the Bears cut him. Rams said, "Come on down." Come on, bud. Come. And he's come got to four and a half sacks. Yeah, he's got four. He leads the team right now with four and a half sacks. Uh, Aaron Donald has three and a half, and then a bunch of other guys have three and two and you know one and a half and all yes. that. But they spread the wealth, right? Which is not a great thing if you're a quarterback on the other side of the field. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a great selection of t-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com, your 24-7 home for Lions gear. Do you think, okay, let's be real. I think, I believe the stat, one stat in the season was, and this is random a little bit, kind of, I have... I, I'm making a point. Aaron Donald had never sacked Tom Brady before this season. I believe he did that this season. Yes. I wish our producer was here to fact check me. I believe that happened. Do you think Aaron Donald wanted to sack Tom Brady more than he now wants to sack his former quarterback, Jared Goff? Which one do you think he wants to sack more? I think he wants to sack equally whoever's playing on the other side, but mm. I think Tom Brady is the prize. That's a neutral... Okay. I think so Tom Brady's the prize. Okay. I don't think, I don't think, in all due respect, not just because he's a former teammate or if he'd never seen him before in his mm-hmm. life, I don't think Jared Goff is the prize. Okay. I really don't. Well, he has not won six Super Bowls. Tom well, he hasn't won, won six, six now, Super right? Bowls, but he was a teammate, and, and he was on a team that went 13-3, and three, went to the playoffs three times in four years, and got to the Super Bowl. Oh, he you're not telling teammate. me nothing yeah. new. I mean, Dan so I Campbell in here... I mean, Everyone saw what Jared Goff was able to do, yeah. and and but he hasn't done it here. But look at look at the look at the cast he had, and you know, defensively yes. and offensively, stronger defensively than offensively. By the way, correct. I would think. Yeah, I would think that I would if if one side or the other carried that team. If you would say that it was their, you know, defensively they did mm-hmm. it, not offensively. Correct. I agree. It's my opinion. Now I think it's kind of swinging the other way. Mm. I think I think the offense is is, is maybe not be carrying it. Yeah. But I think it's. Maybe fifty-one, forty-nine, something like that. Oh wow! Something like that's that. That's a pretty balanced team, though, right there. I think it's pretty, pretty good balance that they have. That's not bad. And you know why? Because they have good players. They do. What do you think the balance is for the for the Lions? Say that again. What do you think? What do you think the balance is for the Lions? Where does the scale tip? For the Detroit Lions. Yes. Be nice. We're in the building. I am. Um, no, no. We want to be working tomorrow. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say probably, you know what, I think it fluctuates from game to game. I, I think, think so. I think mm. that's one of the problems. I okay. really do. I think Because so you can't rely yeah. on either side mm-hmm. at any time. You, you just sort of know that for six weeks you've seen what I call stallouts yes. offensively. For six weeks you've seen bailouts defensively. Mm. And I mean bailout, they're quitting, but, you know, it's just it's, they're, they're just getting... They've been playing on the field for 36 minutes, they, like yeah, they're tired. They're getting trucked. Yeah, yes. They really are. You saw that last week against the uh, uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals, how quickly things can change. It's 7 nothing. The next thing you know, there's a 34-yard completion to, to uh, Jamar Chase mm-hmm. with seconds to go in the first half. 
field goal, they get the ball again, they score three straight times, mm-hmm. the Bengals do, and the game's over. Right. And there's no answer back from the Detroit Lions. Yes. And there's no answer either way. The defense can't stop the Bengals, the offense can't move the ball. Right. So that's that's been the problem. Yeah, it, it just, yes. I do agree with that. I know everyone's talking consistency, um, but something that's interesting that came up post-game of the Bengals is that head coach Dan Campbell said he's going to supercharge these Lions and it starts in practice. How interesting was it to you that they did not practice with pads last Wednesday, which is the hardest, supposedly the hardest day of the week to practice? I think the way the rules are in the National Football League on how many times you can practice in pads, Mm -hmm. I think it's... It's sort of like you've got to save some, you know. You know what I mean? It's sort of like saving timeouts. When do you use them? Yeah. And I think it's not, it's not a perfect analogy, but you've got to you've got to save them for when you're going to use them. And they had just come off mm-hmm. two tough, tough games in three weeks. Yeah. So I don't think you. I don't. Where they played well, they really did. Uh, yes. Two of the three for sure. They yes. lost on the last the yes, last second Chicago, long kicks. Yes. So I don't. Th- I don't think either one of those were okay. Now we got to get these guys in pads to get them going. No, no, they were going. Mm-hmm. And and. And I don't know, did they practice in pads those Wednesdays? I don't know that. So maybe if he, maybe he's <laughs> thinking to himself, well, maybe I deviated from our regular program and shouldn't have. But I don't know that. Yeah. That's just one. To me, that would be the only reason I would think about practicing in pads. Mm-hmm. You know, because while we were doing it, I decided not to because I thought the guys were a little tired, which they probably were. Those uh, were brutal games. Right, 100%. Very tired. I, it sounds like they had been practicing in pads because yeah. Coach made a point to say that they did not last Wednesday. And that fired him up. Just right. thinking about something that happened four days earlier, he thinks could have affected the game. So what they did this week was they did practice in pads Wednesday. Correct. However, Coach told me in our um, interview this week in the studio that they now added a walkthrough after meetings, yeah. which they didn't typically do. They would do meetings guys would probably grab lunch or something and then they would go into practice then the last 30 minutes of that practice they would have their walkthrough coach is now i feel like channeling his exact persona into this team in practice of intensity because now they're doing a walkthrough right after meetings so that they can actually see what they just learned and grasp it better so they can go into practice and just be intense 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 the entire time that they're there is that different, and do you think that can be impactful? Well, I mean, if, it, if, it, if, if he says it's different, it is, because yeah. we don't get to see that part of it. Right. But, but they, they did make it known that they were having a – that they changed the interview schedule for mm-hmm. the media because they were having a walkthrough, and he talked about it a little bit. Yep. So, yeah, look, I've, I've heard, like, really good coaches say that when th- – in, in, and I'm just talking about in football, but it's also true in other sports, Danny, that when you get into one of those situations, like – even a good team, maybe they've lost two in a row and then had a bad win or something like that. Mm-hmm. The coach will change things up because it gets the player's attention, even if it, even if in his own mind he thinks this really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But it changes, it gets your attention, kind of grabs you. It, right. And grabs you back into the reality of what's going on with your team. It's hard for me to to, to say that a team that's 0-6 has, has, needs a, just a change of, of, of in the program or something mm-hmm. like that. But I understand it. I really do. Because I think they have bigger issues than than when, where they put their walkthrough. Yeah, I really do. And and chief among them is personnel. Mm-hmm. I, there's also one thing that he didn't say this, and this is just completely off the off the top of my empty head. But when he talked about making some changes, I thought one of them might be, and I'm not advocating this. I'm just saying that that it could be was moving the offensive coordinator from the press box down to the sideline. Mm-hmm. Teams do that sometimes. Yes. Things like that. I don't think it makes any difference. I really think 
and the offense in particular, I think being up in the box really is an advantage because you don't have guys pulling on you and all that. In other words, you have that line of communication with the headphones and all that. Correct. Like that to whoever you want to talk to. Sometimes on the sidelines, it gets a little gets a little hectic because you're down it does. there. You know, yeah. you know what it's like. It does. And it gets a little hectic down mm-hmm. there. It doesn't get hectic up in the box unless you throw a temper tantrum. It sounds. It always looks when they put those cameras in the boxes. It seems very calm yes. and serene. And I'm like, I'd like to be in that box, please. Well, I've been up, to, you know, up in that, that area, not in the box. Okay, wait, you're right. The press box area yeah. is actually too quiet for me. So I take that back. I will go on the field every time. Yeah. It's like dead silence. Yeah. I have to put earphones on to listen to the game because I need some sort of, like, noise. Come down and visit us. I will. <laughs> I will next time. But you know, but I've also been up, up in the box and heard screaming at the top of their lungs, you know. In the press box? I'm not talking about the Detroit Lions. Okay, because that in is my, in not my, allowed. Yeah, I've, I've heard it in the press. No, that's not not where the. I'm talking about the back there in the coaching booths now, not oh, where we are. Okay, okay. I'm okay. not talking about the, the media screaming. Yes, I've heard that. That's but, not a lot. No, it's definitely a long story there. It didn't involve me, but oh, but sure? I've heard I've heard so this. Throw the ball! Throw the ball! Guys, open! I can imagine. And the guy's a hundred yards away, and he can't couldn't hear you in a million okay, years. Okay, I'm going to put my ear up. comes out. I'm going to start putting my ear up to those coaches' doors, yeah. and just see really? what you record it. I know. Yeah. Why not? Um, I'll tell you why not. That won't get me fired. <laughs> I want your job, okay? I know. Mike's trying to take my job. I've always wanted to sit here and talk to me. Wait a I minute. Know. That, that's, no, I don't want you to You don't want to do that. No, I promise Neither you. Neither do you. Do that. I know. No, I do. I really enjoy our talks, Mike. Um, but do okay. you understand what I'm saying? There's, there's so many things that you, that you just you kind of grab at yeah. at times and say, well, this worked once before. Or I, saw, or I saw Sean Payton do it when I was in, yep. you know, in, in, in New Orleans. Or I saw Bill Parcells and with the Giants. They figure out a way to do something with it to energize their their team or get its attention or whatever you think you need to do and and whatever works it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sometimes give the give the team a day off. Hey, look, we're not going to practice today. Yeah. Now I don't advocate that, but but I, I've, I've heard it happen. Give select guys off. Like yeah. L.A. when I was with them in 2017 as an intern, um, they always always designated their vets as having a rest day. So yeah. even on the injury report this week, you saw Andrew Whitworth. He has rest day today. Yeah. Um, and I feel like call well, that a Veterans Day off. We talk, yeah, it's I've a Veterans Day off. I've never got one of those, man. I would like one. I don't think I've. You're 21 years old. I'm not 21. My birthday is coming up soon. 20. No. <laughs> okay. Um, it'll be on that Victory Monday that we have. Well, that would be nice. It's the one where we have the bye week. Yeah. So, it's a Victory Monday because we didn't lose, can't lose. Well, take your time coming back from LA Monday. Um, I will. And I'll be back at six thirty a.m. Oh, you're taking the red eye. Yeah, that's what I would do too if I was if I was traveling. Yeah, I don't think I would do that, but I don't. Well, you are pick. Yes. Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay, so you're saying simple little things can really they, they energize sure can, the team, yeah. and I think that I think that could possibly be what what sets coaches apart when it you're zero six and you're finding little things to energize this team, and you can see it out there on right. the field, but it has to result in W's. We know this. Okay, Mike, we need to get your bet MGM pick of the week. Oh, my God. Let's go. I'm going to go back a week, okay? And that was last week when I really felt good about the Lions versus the Bengals. Everyone did. 27-16 was my pick. Oy. Yeah. You need to add another touchdown to the, and then and take, swap the – Take away five points or something. Yeah, whatever, you're close. For bad behavior, you right. know? The, literally. You know, I was looking up something. Uh, I think it was Greg Miola of the Detroit Lions public relations staff. That Is that how you say his last name? I say it Miola. I don't know how he says it. It's very Italian. I don't care. I Hi, call Greg. him Greg. Yeah. 
Miola. Uh, I think he's it's Greg Miola. M in my phone yeah. for that reason. And so, but in the, in the last time the Detroit Lions played the Rams on the road in in Los Angeles was 1993, and that was before they did before they moved to St. Louis. Correct. So they've been that. to St. Louis since. Yeah, they, yeah. Look, this team's been there. They were in Cleveland. They've been yeah. everywhere. And that was a heck of that was a really good football team. They went ten and six, and they won the division mm-hmm. on the last last play of the or no they won yeah, on the last play of the last game of the season beat the beat the uh, Green Bay Packers at the Pontiac Silverdome wow. to win the division. Wow, you are. And they, they a touchdown by Barry Sanders, three field goals by Jason Hansen, the last one, uh, 18 yards, about as short as you can get it, mm-hmm. with four seconds to go. And you could look at that roster; they were just loaded with all pros and and, and, and Pro Bowl players. Mm-hmm. They really were, and you go down the list: Herman Moore and yep. and, Happy and birthday Barry to Herman and, and, uh, and just it's just loaded. They really were. And this team is, is has a talent deficit. They've talked. Look, yeah. the coach has talked about it. It's, it's no, not hidden. We're not hiding it. Yeah, you, you look at it, you can see it yourself. So, all these games, people like we've starting from the opener until you know, until now. Some of the games I've said that we do this little spot for for the, to give the gamblers out there the benefit of my knowledge, you. <laughs> whatever that benefit is. Benefit from your this knowledge, knowledge yes. this information. Not really. Is a game winnable? Like Cincinnati, winnable. You yes. Know? Chicago, winnable. Yes. I didn't really think any of the other games that I would list but as winnable. They but they almost were. Possible. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Minnesota. Baltimore. I didn't think it was minimal, winnable. Yeah. I really didn't. San Fran, oh my gosh. That yeah. feels like a, a year ago. But you ago. know what? They found a way to really battle those teams. Even even San Francisco came back on them late in the game and I had know. a chance to tie it at the end. Didn't didn't work out. I don't see this as winnable. It would be ridiculous for me to say, oh yeah, this is how they can do it. Mm-hmm. No, there is no formula for this, but there are things that can happen in the course of the game, and one of them can be turnovers. Sure. You go back to last week's game with the Rams and the Giants. The Rams, I, the Rams, I created I three two interceptions and a fumble recovery in the second quarter, and the and the Rams scored four touchdowns, three touchdown passes from Matthew Stafford, and a run. I think it was it might have been Sony Michelle who got. Blew the game open. Yes. I don't, the Detroit Lions aren't built that way right now. Mm-hmm. They're not going to just absolutely destroy somebody in the second quarter of any game. So there really is no if this and if that and if this and if that, and there's a lot of hope. I'm going to take the Rams, and the only thing is keep it close. But I, to me, my pick in this game is Rams 38, Lions 16. That's a 22-point differential. Yeah. See, that's above the spread. That's a lot of points. Yeah, that's yeah 38-16. Okay. You know, 38-16. And you know what? They're on the road, and they're 16-and-a-half-point underdogs in some places. And you know what? It might be more by game day. Hmm. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah. And I'm not gloating when I say this. This is just my stone-cold... Stone-cold. You got. You should see his face right now. It's stone-cold. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. You're welcome. How am I going to shave it if it's stone-cold? Oh, my gosh. We need to get him off <laughs> of here. Okay. Big thanks to Mike O'Hara for coming on the podcast and... You know, giving us his unfiltered thoughts because you can do that. Well, you let me. That's why. I know someone's got to let you do it. You can't. We can't let you be huffing and puffing around these hallways all day, every day, because you can't get your thoughts out. <laughs> so here it is. Here is Michael Harris' therapy session. You know, one of these days I might grow to like you. <laughs> Please don't do that. I do not need you coming over to my desk all the time and bothering me. Be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? I don't need that from you. You've hurt my feet. <laughs> Hold on a second. I don't even think you know where my desk is. So. Is, this, is this what? Is this my eye drops or real tears? <laughs> okay, no. 
Okay, Mike, you let's go a, get a tissue now. You are a hard-hearted woman. Thank you. Just the way I like them. Oh, I mean, what else am I supposed to be in this industry? <laughs> now, let's when go. I say other people out there listening, there's about a 60-year age difference here, so don't. I'm not hitting. Are you going to do We're that to talking. yourself? What's that? You're gonna. You're not almost 90 years old, Mike. I'm just trying to find out how old you are. Give me that driver's license. Oh gosh, what is your actual guess? Say what again? What's your actual guess? I'll tell My you. My guess of you? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I'm not 21. I literally graduated. Well, oh, I college. know that because you just mentioned 2017. I was paying attention at that point. Oh. I sort of faded out after that. All right. Let's see if your math's I don't correct. Know, 26, 25, something like that. All right. Yep. Somewhere in there. Yeah, one of those. Really? Yeah. I'll say 25. Nice. You're the only person to ever guess my age, right? Create a fun, unique, and unforgettable outing for a group of 10 or more at the next Lions home game. Visit DetroitLions.com backslash groups to purchase or contact us directly at 313-262-2222 to save on ticket prices, get priority locations, and receive a group giveaway item. Thanks so much for tuning into the One Pridecast. Tune in to the Lions kicking off against those Los Angeles Rams at 4.05 Eastern this Sunday. I'm Danny Rogers. We'll see you right back here next week.